Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum! First off, hi everyone, and um, shall we harmonize? We shall harmonize. Three, two, one. No! no! So, yeah. So, Grackies, what have you been playing this week? I've been playing some Vermintide when it was available. Oh, is it no longer available? Uh, it was available until yesterday, the beta. It's in okay. beta, so they're doing cycles with it. I don't know if they're going to have another play cycle available for it, but it, it's open for like two or three days at a time, then they do fixing it and stuff. It looked really good, because I watched you play, and you so were fun. right when you said it was like a Left 4 Dead, but it's... Oh, it's it, it didn't have that kind of... Because when I play Left 4 Dead, I get very, very tense. Mm -hmm. uh, were you getting tense playing Vermintide, or was it all just kind of uh, a different I kind of feeling? put 1,200 hours into Left 4 Dead, so I don't get tense with it, because I played it competitive, as in money was for stakes in the Versus tournaments. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I played on that level for Left 4 Dead uh, 2, specifically. And... Um, so for me, it's it, it's actually like just like a run through, which is why I was getting frustrated at times and yelling because I kind of went back to my left for dead mode. And <laughs> I was like, I expect professionalism from these people that have never touched the game and have no idea how it works and maybe didn't even play Left for Dead. I don't know why I'm going back to that mode. Oh dear, yeah. I mean, I saw I saw you passing a comment on a couple of other players who seemingly were like, oh, let's run everywhere. Oh God! The people that never split the party. <laughs> Don't split the party. Yes. Yeah. So I played that, and then I mm. played some Elite Dangerous CQC. Yeah. So I, I got to play that for a little bit, and um, that that was actually that's a lot of fun. And they have a huge tournament coming up. Yeah, I've been hearing about that. Is that something uh, that you you can enter? It, they're going to do qualifying rounds, actually. Mm -hmm. And the top people that qualify for the final tournament, they're going to fly them to the UK. <sighs> I can so see where this is going. If I can qualify and every match I've been in, once I got my footing under me and stuff, it's been consistently first place, first place, first place. And some of them were first place. Oh, God, I feel bad about how destroyed people just got. One of them, I won the match in 38 seconds. And the next closest score was an assist. One. That's it. Wow. I basically went through the entire group of every. I just they... I started at the top, cut right through every other player with uh, one weapons boost, turned around, and finished a person off. Are they going to do some kind of, in the qualifying, as, as like an seeded, or is it going to just be random matchups? I, they're going to have to do some sort of seeding thing, I mm. bet. It's, it, I don't think it'll just be random. It'll probably have tournament um, servers or something. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there was some matches in there where I tore through things. So I'm like, oh, I have a chance to qualify. Um, if they have enough qualifying spots to between like Hydra, Big Bang, Baron, myself, Mercenary Thorn, we might have a good amount of bad news gaming in that tournament. Oh, my God. I could I could. It's the it's the Brit invasion the other way around. Yeah, we're all going to be <laughs> heading to you. So you might be able to meet all of us. Over I in, uh, would love that. Just let us know the, the, the pub or something. The, oh, would or something. Um, just let us know. We could do a cocktail bar. 
Yeah. So we'll find we'll, we'll find out it. if we can make it in. More details are forthcoming with that later. So just uh, if you're interested in Elite Dangerous, even though we're on Star Citizen, it's another amazing space sim. So support your local space sims. Yes, exactly, and keep your eyes open for that. And then for the sci-fi world, I, today I I couldn't resist. I was playing Battlefront. Now that was perfect timing because there's a there's a couple of observations in chat. I'll go with the most recent one and then catch up uh, from uh, Darius um, l uh, later. Have either of you tried the new Battlefront? I think that means it's a yes from you. It is very much a yes from me. There are things about it that annoy me. Yeah, well, like spawn camping. Mm -hmm. Their spawn point system is is kind of bad, still, yeah. but it's in beta, so hopefully yeah. they fix that up and see what happens in this. But um, th there's nothing quite like finding the, the power-up next to the ATAT -AT that lets you instead control the ATAT, -AT and you get to sit in the cockpit for 40 seconds and blow up the whole battlefield. Just like, ooh, I want to drop an orbital strike here and use heavy cannons here and blow these guys up here. And it, it's just, you got to kill, you got to kill, you got to kill. you. And watching everyone just scatter all of a sudden, like trying to hide behind mountains and in bunkers while other stormtroopers chase them down because now they know they have AT-AT support. Now I have a machine gun, haha. -ha. So I take it you're enjoying it. Yes, and being Vader is fun, and flying the spaceships is... You actually get to okay. be Vader. Uh, if you find the hero power-up, you can be Luke or Vader on the battlefield. What happens is you use it, and then all of a sudden, you come into the battlefield as one of them, and your health slowly ticks from 100 down. Okay. So it's and, like Ultraman. Yeah, except when it gets to, like, two or three, if you don't get hit, it'll stay there until someone hits you, like, once or twice, and then you drop. But your lightsaber as it should be is a one hit kill and for vader it's fun because you can force choke one person not a heavy saber another so he leaps through the air and smashes the ground just takes out a couple in front of him throw his saber at another then it comes right back and then you can block and return their blaster bolts it's like ah oh this is so much fun oh my god this sounds this sounds right up your street Oh, it's 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 so fun. And then, the, of course, spaceships. The controls need work on the spaceships at times. Um, what kind of ships do they have? Have you always oh, this? Tie fighter, tie interceptor. I, I've gotten in these ones. Tie fighter, tie interceptor, X wing, A wing, and uh, snow speeder. So all five. I've I've gotten in every single one of the ships. Uh, so does this mean that you've run out of everything you want to do there, or is it? No, I want to keep doing it every single time they <laughs> pop up on the battlefield. I'm like, gimme, 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 gimme. I need the space power up. And then at first, it took a while for me to not like crash into the ground mm -mm. because there's a distance sort of judging issue with it where you, you can't really judge the bottom of your ship, and the hitbox is actually slightly below that. So if I tried to do strafing runs on the ground and pull up. Yeah. I was exploding even though nothing touched. Right. So I, I found that I had to change my strafing runs and stuff. But I did. This was the best thing about the game today. Yeah. I, someone was controlling Darth Vader. He had just entered the battlefield. He was going after a group of rebels that were we were trying to get the Y-Wings in. So he was going to go and help the Stormtroopers stop that spawn objective. Okay. I took the A-Wing to do a strafing run, but I was like, oh crap, my angle's wrong, and went to pull up, and I was so close to the ground. It's It gave me a 
thwomp achievement or thwomp objective. I thwomped Vader with an A-wing. Basically, I strafed and I smacked right into Vader and took him out of the battle right away. So he spawned, runs in, and an A-wing just goes... Please tell me you have video. I don't. I don't, and I'm so upset at that. I was like, oh my god, I took out Vader with an A-wing without shooting. I hit him. Physically, I hugged Vader with an A-wing, and I, I mean, don't it, have video. I'm so upset right now. Because I would, I would take a video, and I would then put like a background song to it, like "Fly Me to the Moon" or something. <laughs> da, 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 Sadly, he doesn't get stuck to it and stay, oh. which would make it even more hilarious. He just I mean, kind of is, is that on, and then you just hit the window wipers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that was just. It was too good of a moment, and I'm like, oh, this is so addictive now. Oh, and they have so many more, like, objective-type games opening up after they launch. It's like, oh, oh, this game is... I'm, I'm going to be able to play this for hours on end. <laughs> <laughs> Stream it for hours on end, but after every stream, like, I gotta go... I got, I gotta I gotta sign out, guys. I need Battlefront time. I need our time with time blasters. Mate. No, I just went off accidentally, I swear. Yeah. Um, so what else, what else have you been... Oh, God. Gone on no. and on. No, no, no. So what, what else have you been playing? What was no. that it? That's it. That's why I'm asking. What I've oh. gone on and on. I, I want to oh. know. Oh, me. I've... Um... What's that th game I always play? Oh, yes. None... Yeah, no, I've been playing none of them. Um, so I made great big promise. This is hilarious. Actually, if you listen to the podcast, I, I, I actually uh, gave an audio update of my voice, which basically sounded like um, uh, gravel on sick. Um, and uh, yeah, I took a four-day weekend so I could chill out, play games, do all that kind of great stuff. And there had been a flu uh, bug going around the office, so guess who had that for four days? Oh God! You got the flu for your time off. Yes, um, and I'm st I'm still kind of suffering a little bit of the dregs of it, but it was like I hate everything. Um, eyes puffed up, could barely see properly. Had to stay lying down the entire time. Just nose explosion. Uh, it was not good. Um, so, so you were playing. Um, what's the game where you make a virus and see if it wipes out the world? You were playing a live version of that? Yes, pretty much. Pandemic. Oh, yes. no, that's the one where you're trying to stop it. I was, however, the incubator. Um, so, yeah, I've done bugger all. So, um, this is why I'm now on another four-day weekend, and I am eagerly looking forward to it. And I won't be playing games for at least three of those four days. I wonder why you're going to be, you know, having a four-day weekend for this weekend. I don't know. It's Citizen Con. Mm hmm <gasps> You mm. lucky, lucky man. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, there's a, we've got um, stuff we want to kind of uh, cover before we get there. Um, yes. And last week we went in um, talking about a person who we don't normally talk about. Uh, Grackies, can you give us an update as to what's been happening? Um, okay. The Really, the major update with this is that the Escapist put an update number two onto their article, which essentially said, we're standing by this while we look 
for more evidence to confirm the evidence that we know we already have. Mm -hmm. And I'm paraphrasing, that is not their exact phrasing, but that, that's the gist of what's going on. Um, they also stated that if CIG is still open to them coming and visiting developers and coming into the office, they would love to do that. And before that, the reason that they updated it in that way is a letter came out from CIG mm -hmm. and it was Ortwin oh god I'm always going to swear this lesson thank you and he is co a co-founder yeah. of Cloud Imperium Games and also happens to be a pretty well known media lawyer yes. who is well practiced and he responded to the escapist and not just their article but apparently their podcast as well yeah which their article at least updated with some of the information that was available from Cloud Imperium Games and Chris Roberts' response. However, there were certain statements that were made in the article mm -hmm. that were akin to accusations, and I'm saying akin because they weren't direct accusations, but they were akin to accusations of illegal activity within Cloud Imperium Games. Mm -hmm. uh, some of these leveled at Sandy. And those questions about those items were not listed in the initial questions received by Cloud Imperium Games from the information that we have on hand. So, this is where Orkwin Framerth responded with a very long and detailed letter essentially telling them, okay, these these things are beyond base. These are completely unfounded and yeah. untrue. And you, we want X, Y, and Z from you. And that was essentially an apology, um, retraction of the article, and independent review yeah. of what had occurred. How did this and, even get out? You know, you know the, 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 the processes for how they decided this was a fit story to print. Yes. So... That is where that update number two comes in. We're standing by our story. We're digging in for more evidence, but we'd love to come and visit the offices. So mm. the reason I'm saying this now is that might be the last we hear of this news. Yeah. Because when it comes to legal proceedings of this type, despite the fact that we are a tight community and a lot of times we want that info and everything else. And the level of transparency we have as a result, we've got used to. Yes. Issues like these and situations like these are handled out of the eye of the public because it can damage a case. Mm -hmm. So unless a media outlet starts putting something out or individuals that we won't really talk about make claims about them knowing something or post items of said legal items, we're probably not going to hear anything from this point on as to yeah. whether or not Claude Imperium Games does pursue the legal action that they said that they would be pursuing if they weren't given these certain items. Yeah, so um, it's going to be one of those ones where everything needs to run silent for a bit. Yep. Um, but, I mean, uh, to some, there was, the, there was this great man who once, uh, to quote a great man, he once said something of a situation. Um, this is bullshit. Um... <laughs> You know, I mean, just the just the bits and pieces that have been coming out this week 
have been absolutely hilarious. I mean, like, you know, I'll just show to everybody who's watching live right now. Uh, well, this is my ID card. Um, uh, you this know, is mine. This is, yes. Um, if the, you, whole, the whole back of it's blacked out. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've, we've redacted all your information. Um, <laughs> I've just been called babyface in chat. Oh dear. Um, the fact that um, you know they're hiring for another 60 positions, uh, including in the place that was alleged to be closing down, the fact that they've just signed a five-year lease for their Frankfurt office. I mean, come on, seriously. You typically do not do that if you don't have a ton of cash on hand. Yeah. And I, I did fuzzy math on it. I, I did. I did fuzzy math, and I said I could talk about it on the podcast, but really the quick breakdown of it is having been a QA manager and having to run on burndowns and do agile stuff. Those numbers sometimes do get out there here yeah. and there to the employees. They're not readily available, but sometimes they get out there. The thing yeah. is you don't have the context of it. And with the fuzzy math and someone on Reddit actually wrote an article about the same thing. Yeah. And I saw it came that. out about the same. Yeah. Which is after they finish the game, if they take in no more revenue at this point, then they will likely have 8 million cash on hand. And that's very fuzzy math and it's all speculative, but just, just fuzzy project management math. It could be any number of other things. So it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, if, if they're doing what Dublar said and, and is out there and everything, five-year leases and no, they don't have just 8 million yeah. left. And I didn't do the calculations, but I actually came up with the same theory myself um, as to why that number was out there. And it, when you kind of you know shared your theory, it's like, yeah, that does. Now, obviously, we're not scientists yet. Uh, we've talked about the endeavor more. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit, and. What's really great about this week and what has buoyed me up is uh, the huge um, uh, level increase of uh, funding that we're seeing, the people putting money down, and people actually um, doing their own investigation and coming up and going, oh my god, that Derek Smart is full of shit. And to be honest, it's like we have opinions, other people have opinions, we would like other people to share our opinions, but the most important opinion is the one you come to yourself. And um, time and again, we're seen um, as horrible and as manipulative a person as he is. Um, he's been seen straight through, and and people are 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 you know siding with. Um, CIG and all the effort and all the work that they put into it and um, uh, if you're interested in seeing some really nice, hearing some really nice interviews with the CIG staff um, uh, Inverse uh, is that, has, have I mispronounced it? I think they go with Inverse but INN INN um, they're actually um, chatting to a couple of CIG staff and it's really great just kind of here, they just did Ben so it was good um, oh. Yeah, uh, listen to that in the uh, in this morning on the way to work. Um, anything else, though, Grax, that you want to kind of cover off? Or are we pretty done with that? 
pretty much done with it, so at this point it's shoot troll, go away, we don't care anymore. Yeah. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Take your uh, projecting ego with you. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, let him rot. Um, so, yeah, so we actually had a very quiet Star Citizen week in terms of news and everything, and you and I were talking about this earlier, and then a, a very, very slim, oh, you know, hardly a couple of minutes of ATV uh, 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 was released today. Oh, wait a minute, oh, no, almost an hour, <laughs> almost an hour of tasty, meaty goodness, oh it, my it was god. Like they gave us little, little, little amuse-bouche items, and yes. then they just went, here's an entire cow. Oh my god, and what a tasty, modular cow that was. Um, uh, steak and, and, and all, all sorts of goodies off of it, and chili, and ribs, and... <laughs> yeah, you went. To, you've gone to that place. So um, yeah, we had an absolutely amazing packed episode of ATV. Um, and uh, Grakis, I mean, I'll let you kind of uh, say what some of the highlights were because I, I think I know what one of them is definitely. <laughs> Things went explodey. Things went explodey. Oh, and oh, oh, yes, and that was a fantastic interview. I love him. <laughs> he was so good. I know. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Do you have it? Uh, actually, uh, I, the worst thing is, I, I've been, I may have not be fully sober right now. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, um, Matthew and Thierry, thank you, uh, Beard Hat. He's, I, I, I love him for not just what he does, but just how he does it. It was just a fantastic personality coming through. And Seti Kill goes, why has it to be a Connie every time we see a ship exploding? And, was it? Uh, no, actually, the first one was. The first one was. Yeah, and they showed but that several time. times. Not every time. Um, uh, the, the second one, it was like they took a little pill with a camera and popped it inside you, and you blew up from the inside. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so they did a fantastic explosion of the, of the um, Connie, and uh, how they did it is they they've built a, a, a like a sequential kind of approach. So um, the electric systems go, then uh, minor explosions. Minor looked absolutely minor, huge. Yeah. It's like. You know, if, if 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 you think of that as a human body, if that was a minor explosion, you'd be crippled for life. <laughs> minor explosion, <laughs> your arm's gone. Yeah, um, and it's like oh, just a flesh wound. Um, and then and then they had the proper full-on explosions, and it was like, whoa! Um, Every sequence of it, you have the initial like the first explosion that sets off the chain effect, the electricity yeah. coursing everywhere. Yeah. The the one of the great details they showed was when they showed the explosion from another angle mm. and then the explosion goes off in the cockpit and you see the fire go and like vent out mm. real quick out the glass blowing all of the glass out the front of the connie and then you just see the air venting yes so you could see the atmosphere just venting out of the thing then after it goes off i'm like holy crap <laughs> yeah we're gonna need fire teams uh, for parts of our, our gameplay, I think, um, until the until the events, um, 
one of the things that I just uh, absolutely loved was how it, I mean, so there's really two things here. One is piercing. Yes. Um, which is that they're now going to be adding um, the ability for you to fire, uh, pierce the, the, the hull, uh, damage a component, um, and also maybe cause cascade damage. Yep. Uh, and I'm thinking about that in an even a completely different level. Yeah. Multi-crew's coming soon. Piercing damage. Yes. I wonder what happens to someone who's trying to get to engineering if bullets happen to be traveling where they are. They're in trouble. Um, Cyberwolf says, I will say that any individual who can take explosions and turn into an artistic profession has one hell of a job. Yes. Yep. And it's someone yes. new in the UK, they said, did the explosions. Sean. It wasn't. Yes, Sean something. Sean Penn. I don't think it was Sean Penn. He's still trying to figure out what's in the box. No, not what's in the box. Um, no. Um. <laughs> I always get that scene mixed up with what's the other scene. What's in the... <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so there's, the, so there's the piercing damage. Uh, but then they went and, yeah, we thought this... We want to kind of interconnect this. So when you saw the explosions, you saw... Fragments of ship fly everywhere. Yep. And then came for me the jaw drop moment where they said, "And yeah, yeah, no, these are these are salvageable." Yeah. And and not just that. Now we're just gonna adjust their each individual physics grids as this stuff is happening. So if you do survive the explosion somehow, mm -hmm. you can be inside the wreck in half of it and. They have, like, the gravity not working there, but if you somehow in half of the other wreck get power up and running for whatever reason, yeah. you could get gravity back in the back half of the ship. It won't be first off, but it will be nope. all gravity off for everything, but they do yep. intend to have it sectionalized. And there's the entire notion of the internal grid meets the external world. Yep. Oh, yeah. So it's... It's it's a technical nightmare that they apparently say that they they've got it now. It's just they need the engineering time to make it happen. So this is more like they need time to cook. Yeah. Tabe into slotte. Um, so make yeah. that happen. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's gonna be good. And then the other explosion they showed. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was a dark, grungy corridor, um, simply uh, doing what it does best. It did do what it does best, especially if I pilot it. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it, it's uh, interior explosions, because there's nothing better than an interior explosion. Am I right? Um, and mm. uh, and uh, it's it was of the tally, so you get to see one of the gang corridor, gangway corridors, and um, it lights up like uh, a really hectic uh, party. Uh, smoke. It's a rave gone wrong. Smoke, <laughs> flashes, uh, electrics, and then uh, all-consuming abyss. Yeah. I mean, what did you see from that? Because it was quite, quite prolonged. Uh, basically, it starts off, you get the initial explosion, then the fire races down the red piping at the ceiling. Yeah. 
then you get a secondary explosion in the corridor off the side with electricity arcing and the glass on the left side of the hallway, which Shots I think was for the torpedo bay, it, it didn't shatter, it cracked. So it Ooh. wasn't even completely blown out, it just spider webbed all along it. So you had this crack damage across the glass that, as it went off. That's probably actually a good thing considering that um, that's the bomb bay uh, doors on the other side. I do the, believe that was the bomb bay. So, yeah. yeah, let's let's crack, not not break yet. The yet. Yep. Because that so would be bad. You get that. You get the electricity starting to go off. Then more fire starts spewing in the hallway. And then you see the back part of the, the hallway, like, crack. Hmm. So it's like the ship split. And then it does this weird, like, quantum travel sort of thing to end the the sequence for you but you, it's essentially like you're probably getting sucked out into space real quick is what yeah. it's supposed to represent so yeah it's like the ship finally splits in two and you go you're out it's it's, it's always that kind of thing that when we uh play um in arena commander right now we're in single seater ships mostly and we we basically kind of explode the ship deep you know fragments around us and that's it um this was another level um and this is this is um i think this actually starts to fit into the mantra of losing should be fun um yep. which is uh a, a good game makes you pick it up again even after it whips your ass um, or somebody whips your ass and i tell you now i'm going to be seeing a lot of explosions from the but inside it's so <laughs> awesome though yeah it's and going to be most of them so will good. happen when i put the wrong thing in the particle accelerator i apologize in advance uh, instructions unclear um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um and uh, and that was the end of atv there was nothing else no nothing nothing nothing, nothing. um Oh, oh yeah, Silico says, Grackies, have you seen the Glaive hug with the Avenger? Yeah, I saw a bit of that. It was a little bit like, oh, Grackies, why that face? Because I've done that live on stream dozens of times from those angles and had video of it, but because I have my camera and the overlay, I can't use that for ATV. Oh, you can't. They don't allow overlay stuff. No, you can't have your face or overlay, and they prefer you not talking through it most of the time as well. Uh, so I, I, I've done that. I've done the other one, which was falling through the world and disappearing. And I'm like, I've done all of this stuff. I've recorded this stuff. I have videos of this stuff. I can't use any of it. <laughs> yes. The world's so tiniest for violin. Me, it, it was one of those <laughs> moments of, no! But here's the question. Did you have fun when you actually did those things? Yes. Right oh, then. Yes. Right then. So shut up. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a shitter because I've actually seen you do some really cool things. And it's a shame they don't allow that because it would be really great to see that up there. Um, but the, uh, yeah, so there was, now I'm a, I'm, I'm a dirty Banu lover. Um, so I was, you know, I can accept that the focus is on other things. So I was really excited when they talked about um, the Xi'an Scout. Um, oh, let's see, let's see if I did there. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you, and you love, you're the Kirk of our podcast. Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, so they talked about the Scout and they talked about um, 
of the appropriation of alien tech into human tech and working on how it how it kind of and don't necessarily said flies but how it kind of fits from into a human experience um so that's really good and that's a really good sign that we'll see it coming up soon and they did a short thing about the caterpillar as well but i didn't uh, pay it was only what 30 minutes or so probably yeah about 30 35 it was actually it's one of those things where yeah this is if you're if you're a subscriber you're paying for these videos um and if i i got my money's worth out of that <laughs> as it were yep. um it was quite something um now it was all just kind of you know testing the possibilities nothing there was set in stone but you could see how they were approaching it um grackies do you want to kind of walk us through what it was about oh god okay uh essentially they're in the design phases of it it's not even out to white boxing yet so it's very much like mm -hmm. waiting on the typing oh it, god. it was actually coming through quite loud shit sorry <laughs> Then you'll laugh I'm at like, why I'm typing. Well, I was waiting because I knew you were going to have to audio cut this segment, or this, this like, little piece right here. Okay, so read what I put in chat and then laugh at me. I all want to wave and say hello, but can't. <laughs> podcast recording is done. <laughs> the irony. The irony. Oh, the irony. Yeah. Okay, anyway. So, uh, basically with the Caterpillar... Hmm what was going on is they are in the design phase. Yeah. They are not yet to white boxing. It is kind of like some of the, what we saw with the Genesis Starliner. Yeah. And it, it's those initial, it, they're blocking things out, they're fitting it. They're also coming up with ideas because really the Caterpillar is the most modular, meant to be modular of ships because of its design. And it really, really showed it. Yes. So you have the front segment, yeah. which is like your engineering room, your cockpit, the crew stations, a little area below. Then you have front module, mm -hmm. which is there can only ever... You can replace the front module, but you can't have that front module anywhere but front. Yeah. Is the idea initially. These could change. And essentially, it's, it's main front, five modules, engines. Yeah. And these modules, they've already said, are bigger than they initially figured because they wanted to make sure everybody had the right cargo and stuff and because of that all the other modules have to be to that size externally so mm -hmm. it gives them a little bit more interior room to play with and then they stepped us through a lot of these module ideas there are things like cargo so you can I've heard fit of that 130 standard cargo units per cargo module yeah is the initial the, the the design where they're standing right now it's a 90 on the bottom and then 220s up next to the because the, the idea was that they promised think 500 units originally yes so if you fully loaded out with all five being cargo then you would actually get 650 yeah so you you do get above your 500 at, mm -hmm. at this point um there are other things there's like a crew module where you can have a little locker space and a few beds for your crew, and it's more of a living quarters situation. Um, there are bunks, which is sort of a uh, module to carry extra 
helpers or crew. They're there for totally legitimate purposes to assist you. Medical in- professionals who can uh, tend uh, or uh, help any wounds. Yes, yes, exactly. They'll be able to, to help wound anything. I mean, help out and with any wound. Yeah, they um, can amputate if need be. They've got a full set of tools, like uh, instruments. Of course. Yes. Speaking of, they had a medical bay. Yes. So they do have a, a medical room to make it so you could actually, you know, have it outfitted for more than just quick emergency med pack services, but actually have a full medical suite set up in there with doctors being able to handle from offices up top and the medical beds below. Um, I did like that because that's like a pirate hope hospital. It was. They they have the totally legitimate for salvage uh, sort of reclamation room. Yes, yes, yes. A.K.A. the chop shop. Yeah. Which made me so happy because that's hilarious. The... um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah the um it's there's there was also um sh- uh, uh, the, the emergency rescue system this the the uh search and rescue operations that they were showing off they were they did have those modules um those were probably my absolute favorite <laughs> and the idea behind this 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 extra module is that they, for getting people to EVA and getting them out to rescue someone quickly when they absolutely need to be there. Yeah, it's like imagine this: you're you're in a you're in a convoy of 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 people just minding your own business, and then you know maybe you're getting poisoned by um, leaky cargo or something. And and these guys have to come to your rescue right away. You may not even know it. You may not even know know it. There's not even time for communication. No. So they they have to get onto your ship right away. And it's too dangerous to bring their own ship close. So they've got to do it themselves personally. And uh, so they they launch them essentially out of what is a catapult. (laughs) EVA at whatever is out there. Uh, The flesh catapult. It's so amazing. I want that to be real. I want to be able to launch out of those things. Because we're going to launch people out of the bomb bay in my tally. This will just make it so I can I can find these attachments and launch people instead of you know, torpedoes. I'm just imagining it's like I'm flying around and you've just gone a bit, you know, off. And uh, I go, like, I see your ship and I kind of get a rundown of all your weapons. And I go, are those missile racks? <laughs> what? No! You scan it, but you're like, I, I'm not reading any explosives. I'm biological signatures. <laughs> well, I, I just, I just watch as as as, as two uh, two of your NPCs just impact into an asteroid, and <laughs> <laughs> yelling hugs the entire way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I seriously would. I'd, I'd get into someone's caterpillar, and I would like order their NPC troop people into the racks. I would fly towards a star, I would swoop, and then it'd go pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Um, just uh, launch them at the star and then fly away. Oh, that is so... Oh, I could imagine... You know those five-star NPCs you had? Not anymore. I could imagine that. No, you actually just attach little fireworks to all of them. Have a little <laughs> display. Um, so Cyberwolf says, Grackies, I volunteer to be your first bit of railgun ammunition. 
I yes. have volunteers to be yes. shot on my ships and things. Yes. This is so wonderful. Yeah. They're, they're gonna be it's gonna be like Cyberwolf the thirtieth by the time I play the game right. Oh my Oh my god, okay, so there's a couple of things here. Steady Kill makes um, a, a, a rather cold um, statement, uh, but potentially true within the universe. Human ammunition costs less than torpedoes. Could you imagine, <laughs> could you imagine um, slave uh, traders on a catapult firing uh, humans? <laughs> Firing people at each other. <laughs> it was like, like, oh the, god, the great, the great slave trade wars. I would see <laughs> the Vandal doing that, firing them, but they'd be ha they'd have like Vandal knives all over no, them and explosives. No, so they just launch captured people at the ships to uh, blow them up. I, I could see a grand battle Ooh. of um, caterpillars flinging slaves at each other, <laughs> and the Vandal just in long range mode watching this, going, "That's freaky shit." <laughs> well, we're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw that. Screw that. We Screw that. do something here at Vega, and yeah, this is, no, we're leaving them alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, gonna go mess with the Banu up uh, at the northern yeah, side. Yeah, at least they know how to treat people. Um, so uh, uh, we've actually just there was an observation that actually ties into um, something that was said in terms of the design. Um, Timothy Fabulous asks, isn't there going to be some suit called the Titan suit? I seem to remember that from a while back. Yes, there, there is. And when you're in a Titan suit, you're a kind of a Titan. And the, and the really important thing about Titan suits is you can't dance. Um, uh, it's going to be cumbersome and it's like you probably even wouldn't wear it in a ship. Um, yeah, that's not meant to be a fire the titan suit out of the although i could see a titan suit sitting in the bomb bay of a tally or a bomber of that type and dropping a titan suit out of that room this is getting way too master chief no i'm thinking <laughs> titanfall would be titanfall oh true but, good point good point but i i could see that happening how else would you deploy a titan suit without a capital ship or a large bomber with a room that can hold them that's true flat out and just open up and drop the suit Drop the suit. That'd You're be supposed damn to. Cool. They're supposed to be planetary bombers. And then, so and I, then once you I get this, once you get the suit, you can fight the Hulk. Um, <laughs> but no, the reason now, I mentioned that might be going a little yeah, too The reason I kind of connected that to the Caterpillar walkthrough was how they've designed the interiors, or they're working with the interiors around the concept of fitting across all the armor types, but with the exception of the Titan, because that would just be too much. Light, medium, and heavy is all. Light, medium, and heavy, yeah. But yeah, the, the Titan suit's a bit special. Yeah, it is rather special. Um, I, I was really taken... It's like, it was kind of like a... But there's more! And then, you know, the idea about opening up the side of the hull? Yes. Wow. Yes. So, so that, yeah, do you want to give some like background to that? salvage bay to yeah. be able to fit entirely large parts or and you know chop up a ship yeah. as necessary it's derelict it's derelict i swear it's it's derelict ignore that red paint and hole in the cockpit there just mm -hmm. ignore that 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 was spilled paint and uh i dropped my drill that that that's what happened i swear no that is not melting it, it well it's sort of it was a laser drill i dropped but that's red paint just no don't dna test it. it's red paint yeah yeah um 
Um, yeah, no, but the but yeah. yeah, the entire idea that because um, when, whenever you get it's like a whole gold wing door thing. It's uh, a DeLorean. Uh, hopefully, better built. Um, the, <laughs> but though the entire notion that whenever we've seen the ship, we've always seen the front as the opening thing, which because we always in my head at least don't know if it was you've done the same. I've kind of imagined um, the front as a, like a rammer piercer into other ships. Or was that just me? It does look that way a bit, yeah. So it's not that, it's something else. Um, but it's definitely for kind of getting close for the combat, uh, depending upon the, the deployment of what front module you've got. But the fact that they're looking at, not confirmed that they'll make it fully work, but they want to open up the sides. Damn. That gives you access from multiple points. And that makes sense too, because then you don't have to drop anything from underneath. You don't have to lower out an entire spot and fit it back up in. You flip the sides and then you load everything in from there. That that would work great. That's actually yeah. a really smart design for something that's modular like that. Yeah. Um, and it was just uh, a really kind of... It wasn't just what they talked about. They were doing the Caterpillar. It was their thinking and consideration. So when they took a look at the command module, uh, one of the things they wanted to do was to uh, take away one level. And normally it'd be, oh my god, you're taking a level, a level of something that we didn't actually have yet, but we probably still want to have that level because we want everything. Um, at least that's how I was kind of like feeling it. And then it was like, oh no, this actually makes sense from a design perspective about how they yeah, could maximize it. Yep. Yeah. So like if we take that level away, we can actually give you more. Mm. We never try to remove stuff from you. We try to maximize your value in the space that we have. So yeah. always think about it that the designers, if they, if they have to take something away, it's either for a severe balance reason or because something's very, very broken and it just will not work that way. And I am wondering if the... So the, so the way they're doing the... Um, the, the Caterpillar is asymmetrical. Mm -hmm. And um, they, they talked about thruster placement and... Um, Right now, it steers uh, like a tank, uh, or like a very bad tank. A freight train, I a freight train, they said. yeah. Um, but the way they're actually doing it is because if uh, the cutlass is basically a long tube of modular death, um, with uh, uh, an attached command. Well, you mean the caterpillar? What did I say? Cutlass. Oh, buggery! Thank you, whiskey. Um, so the so the caterpillar is a long tube of modular death, and it's got a command module attached to the side. Now, separate, they're trying to make it that they're symmetrical. So the the caterpillar has its without the command module has its thrusters placed in a certain way, um, and then they have the separate object of the command module, which is still in itself slightly asymmetrical. So I could imagine that they'll probably make a couple more tweaks there to make it easier to handle. Um, but they'll still retain its overall a a asymmetry uh, when it's uh, all connected. Yep. And that's that's the thing, is those thrusters really have to be right, um, or there's going to be problems. <laughs> oh. And they really, they really talked well about it, too. There yeah. is one situation where they talked about a fully loaded caterpillar versus it fully unloaded but with five modules on it the center of gravity moves from like the middle rear of the ship to almost the middle of the modules there's a huge difference in where the center of gravity is for flying yeah so that's gonna mess with the thrusters a lot so that getting that to work within physics 
that's not easy. Yeah, and um, Cyberwolf has broken the game with an observation. Not to be part of the pocket carrier crowd, but I cannot help but wonder if those side opening pods can hold a Merlin each. You know, I, they're all supposed to kind of open from the side to some degree, um, but who, who knows if... It, they've already said, if it fits, it sits. Mm-hmm. So, if a Merlin fits in a cargo pod or other pods intact, it sits. So you can park Merlins in there, and then people could think you're hauling cargo, and it could really be a trap, and all of a sudden here come a bunch of snub fighters to go after a couple cutlasses because you set up a caterpillar trap for them. Yeah. So what's, That would be fun. That would be hilarious. Uh, what's going to be interesting with stuff like that is... Um, just the, the 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 sheer shock and horror of it. If that does actually work, because it's because it's like the idea is that oh you can have cargo um, uh, caterpillars, and then my head was going, yeah, I see a caterpillar and it says cargo. I I wonder if I've just been you know spoofed. So it's like I'll be going at what point will these caterpillars death blossom me. <laughs> Yeah. All of a sudden, each module detaches, reforms, comes together, and it's Voltron. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, Bearded, Bearded Hat says, the proper carriers, all the tools need to maintain and operate wings of fighters. Just because it can hold a couple of ships doesn't mean it can maintain them long term. A couple of ships are more like mobile space bases, not something you fly around. I totally agree with the principle. Um, and pocket carriers, for the most part, won't be a thing because you need you know, established carriers. Uh, but one of the interesting things about the Endeavour is that that landing uh, bay has the ability to support small, four small craft. And by small, we're talking Avenger Hornet sized. So. Um, On purpose, like full support for Yeah, them. yeah. So, um, you know, it's always there's always exception to the rule, and I think that's going to be it. Um, I wouldn't imagine a modified, tricked-out whole series ship to be able to support that, for example, uh, purely because of its just general structure. Yeah, I, yeah, the hull, I wouldn't... The Caterpillar, maybe. Mm. For the specific reason, if you outfit it with the right stuff, because they have the additional fuel capacity option, possibly. These are yeah. all ideas they're throwing around yeah. but with the additional fuel capacity if there's a way to pump that fuel into another ship yeah and then if you have your reclaiming room yeah. well there's likely tools in there to also fix yeah. so if you have a room with extra fuel and a room with tools and then uh, three other bays with carrying there yeah. you go i don't know if we we already have a pocket carrier but if you class the connie as a ship that uh runs and maintains a merlin yeah, it's a single ship. Single ship. Though. So, so single ship carry. So I don't know what the because pocket carry is something. Two or more. Okay, okay. I didn't. I didn't realize there was a full a full definition. It's usually a a a, two, a pocket carrier is like a wing, okay, maybe, or part or a two man squad. So it's mm. like a two to four type of thing. Mm. Pocket carrier will bring in some force, but not as much as a carrier, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I think that was pretty much it from ATV, apart from some, uh, apart from Ben dodging a couple of really dodgy jokes. I actually saw what one of those jokes was. What too. was it? Uh, hold was on, it, was I can it, go was look it the it Harry Potter one? It was. I I paused it and I found it and I actually wrote that as a comment on the Facebook. 
on the books of the face. Or not the Facebook, the YouTube. Okay. All the tubes of youbes. So I'm curious as to what it was. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go find this real quick because I wrote it down there in the comment section. Let's see. Let me find Star Wars. Oh, I like uh, Cyberwolf. I see if it's Merlins, they don't need to be truly maintained. Those ships would be cheap enough to ditch in space if need be. What's going to be interesting um, there is if you have, um, like the Cutlass was meant to be a cheap uh, ship. So it's like, you know, oh, you've set yours on fire, get another one. So we're interested how the, the Merlin will rate in market against it. Spectrum Roliosum. Ben, I that totally understand. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 I, I, I saw what it was, and yeah. That's the joke that Disco Lando, Jared, wrote for him. Lando. So if anyone wants to boo at Lando right now, it would be so very much okay. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I think that was pretty much the main news of the week, and there's nothing happening for the rest of this week, I'm fairly certain, unless you've heard anything. Um, this week? Wait, what? Yeah, this week. Nothing happening this week for Star Citizen. After after today. No, nothing really. Nah, nothing. Um, uh, yeah, there's, um, although there is that one small event up in Manchester. Hey, it's... it's it might bring a couple of people. Yeah. So for um, those of you who uh, are new to Star Citizen, um, the 10th of October is a special day. Um, the 10th of October is the day that Star Citizen kicked off um, a couple of years back. Um, and they celebrate it every um, year with a small event um, called CitizenCon. And this event is a chance for um, uh, backers to uh, get together. Um, it's it's not like Gamescom. It's not like uh, PAX. It's not like um, a large event. It's a it's a much more smaller event, um, and uh, it happens uh, on the tenth of October every year. And this year, it's happening in Manchester, England. Um, so yeah. And I'm going. Of course you are, because it's in your neighborhood. Yay! So I'm I'm on a I'm on a train tomorrow. I haven't even uh, packed yet. Um, so uh, after this, it's it's to to give you a sense of what time it is right now. It's uh, twelve sixteen a.m. Um, so after this, after the post show, after all that stuff, I'm going to pack. Um, and I'm going down. I'll be down. Um, all of uh, Friday, so if you're going to CitizenCon and you're watching this, um, and if Green Avenger, you're in chat, we're going to have a few drinks. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, make sure if you're there Friday and of course Saturday and everything, make sure to meet Dublar. I want I want pictures of this because we got our BNG got our pictures from TwitchCon. Oh yes, yes, yes. So we want the CitizenCon pictures of. The streamers that you watch and everything else and, and yeah. these goofy people because really we're all in so you, you <laughs> need to drag him out of his shell get him really drunk and then take all the I'm pictures actually after. not going to be drinking that much um i've for various reasons i've not drunk for a while and i've i, I honestly think i've lost the taste of it 
Well, that's what, you know, <sighs> hypodermics are for when you're not looking. <laughs> yeah, just banana bag me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, uh, and so the, that's on the, the event was on um, Saturday. I'll be there until uh, about midday Sunday. Then I'll head back. Um, I'll uh, hopefully get this podcast edited and up. And then I'm going to see if I can get my audio fixed so I can stream again. You will. I will. You will get yeah. it fixed. Yeah. Um, but um, there's going to be lots of reveals happening this is in Con. Um, yes. A lot of people have been making up some ideas. Uh, Grackies, what do you think are going to be the things that we're going to see at CitizenCon? What are the big reveals? I believe that they are going to reveal that the main character from Squadron 42 is actually Biff from Back to the Future and he got access to the DeLorean and went into the future of Star Citizen. That's interesting because I think that they're going to reveal that the main lead character of Squadron 42 is Dr. Samuel Beckett. And he's leaped through time. The quantum leap. Oh, and uh, he's he's there to put right what one strength wrong, <laughs> and uh, you're you're going to play him as he oh boys his way um, through a, a vandal attack. That that could very much be so. Yeah, I I also think that there they are going to reveal to us that the entire persistent universe is actually done right now, but you need to own the equipment that gets you into the matrix to play it fantastic see i think they're actually going to do a reveal about the banu and what you're actually going to find out is that um the banu are actually just a digital production and uh, they don't exist and it was all just some very large bald-headed child who happens to be the brother of ron howard Ooh, that is a good one yeah i don't <laughs> know if i can top that ah i know what they're going to reveal is that there is actually a new alien race in Star Citizen, and they are going to show pictures of them, and they're going to put them into Arena Commander right away, and that race will be the Thargoids, and they'll say that they actually found them first. Oh my god, that would be so epic. That I think, I think that's better than my other guess, which was that... Um, we're actually going to see scenes from Squadron 42, and they're actually going to reveal that the majority of the cast uh, are written as surfer uh, peeps. So every sentence ends with, dude. Or, whoa. Whoa. Vandal. Whoa. Oh, I, it, that means we definitely know, who the new, know now who the main character is. It's Neo. It has to be. It has to be. It's Point Break, the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so the end of Squadron Forty Two is you shooting a laser pistol up into the air. Ah, boom, 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 boom. That's it. <laughs> that would be so good. Um, and and yes, and as Cyberwolf says, they will reveal space whales. No, no, that's not this year. We can, but hope. Uh, more that's going to be next year after they see the shirt. Yes, my shirt will compel them. Um, more power uh, has a very good observation, and it's worth us tying this all in. Uh, what was that about Vega under Vandal attack? Oh my God! Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, and this is this is CitizenCon build up. 
So, start of this week, uh, we got a, a transmission, um, which was that uh, the Vega system has been is under attack by a large influx of Vandal ships. And so this uh, isn't a typical small raiding party like they normally. Yeah, it's it's not your typical uh, Sata ball and uh, you know Kuevil news or whatever. Um, this is uh, people uh, Vandal on on mass going into the Vegas system and kicking ass. Um, this is an invasion fleet. This is an this is an invasion or a glass fleet. This is this is this is you know I think it's I think it's going to be the end of the Vega system. Or at least one of one at least one of the planets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and this ties in with what Chris uh, Roberts was saying about he, we, you know, because there's been lots of talk about Operation Pitchfork, which is the rallying of humanity from an in from a citizen from a citizen viewpoint rather than a military viewpoint, frustrated with the military's lack of what's been of doing stuff, are um, wanting to kind of launch a preemptive strike against the Vandal. Um, this will be something to rally around and I'm so looking forward to it. Um, and the outpouring of fan fiction and communiques yes. and everything coming out from the community. Oh, it's been a joy to read. And I, I, I have one that I'm working on writing right now. Oh, that I awesome. On, I might do it afterwards. Um, and the uh, and the thing that was um, really interesting is that um, somebody did a write-up on a background to the Vega system, and there's actually been antagonistic attacks by people in Vega to the Vandal. So there is another question of did they actually encourage this? And and then in truth is, what well, what kind of thinking is that? Um, you know, were they doing the right thing by attacking? Therefore, Johnson. is the yeah is the entire notion of pitchfork right, or are you in fact antagonizing a group who could just waste you? D did we poke the beehive too much? Yeah. So is pitchfork really kind of happening starting? Yeah. And does you know th these are some really really amazing bits of lore that are building up? And honestly, I read that article that they wrote about Vega, and I had a visceral reaction to it. Yes, it was so. It, it was just a moment of, and I went, wait a second, I think I know where Vega is on the jump lines, and I checked. You vaguely know where Vega is. You, you know where Vega is, don't you, compared just, to Earth? It's, uh, it's second left from Albuquerque. It's one jump out. Yeah. It's... So they're, they're one jump from humanity's front door. No. That's... That's where things get a little See, messy. We we get angry about that. There's there's a couple of things going on here, and I, I know it's modeled on the Roman Empire. I think from uh, second century to fifth century, which uh, is the yeah. I don't know how much we can say. I mean, obviously, if you know history, it's um, hey, no spoilers I, there. They were what I'm trying to, the Germanic tribes. They were the the uh, the, uh, the Visigoths. The Visigoths. Yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah. The, uh, so stuff happened there, and it, it's it, we. I did think that that's what we would be heading into, but then they did say, "You have, you know, we're, we're taking from doesn't mean this exactly will happen, and maybe what you do can change that." So I don't know if we're going to experience what I'm what I'm basically. Well, we can say it. It's history. Yeah. Okay. 
it, it's this is known information that they are modeling it about Rome. It is in the era. It is about. It is a lichen item to the Visigoths, and well, there's a reason that they say all roads lead to Rome. Yeah. It wasn't exactly a good thing for them. It kind of gave a easy path for the Visigoths. If anybody's crap. ever played Civilization, you know how important a good infrastructure is to traveling fast to attack other places. Yep, and how you can use their own road systems against yeah. them. So and Rome fell. Rome did fall, and Earth in this scenario is Rome. Is it going to be the exact Go story again? Go Terra. Now, that could lead up even beyond like if if Earth gets racked yeah. and the end of pitchfork and say Earth is racked and yeah. the Vanduul were there but we pushed them back and everything. Yeah. Now the question becomes is there a divide that comes up where people want Terra to be the new home base and do we end up with a humanity civil war broiled afterwards well it's that, interesting because i mean terror is terror is modeled on constantinople so we'll kind of see where that goes um there's a lot of potential there um uh there was an uh, a, a thing that came up earlier there uh underscore test uh i'm going to i'm not going to answer your question underscore i'll read it out and there's a reason i won't answer it and i'll tell you why uh and I can possibly only hint why. Question. Right now, we have humans flying captured and replica Vandal ships. Do you think Vandal will do the same? I shared with Grackies a general theory about something a wee while back. And I don't want to say because it's beautiful. And if I'm right, it's wonderful. Yep. Um, and I don't want to say more than that. We'll talk well, about it after CitizenCon, perhaps. I you could share it now to as one of those things to say am I right about this when it does pop up like you you should write it in an envelope so we can well, see it later type yeah, of thing. Well, yeah well it's we'll do the honor system I don't want to say anything right now but uh, if if at some point you ever see me on this cast video wise or you can probably hear it audio wise I may have a shitty eating grin um, yep. yeah and it will be quite good uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Beardhat says, oh, roads lead to Terra, though. Yeah, but that's because um, uh, uh, Terra became uh, the number one trade route, like Constantinople was, but it still wasn't the home of power. Um, so in, in Earth law, <laughs> in Earth law, uh, <laughs> what, what have we become? Um, now we call history Earth lore. I want yeah. the next history textbook yeah. to be Earth lore. Earth lore. I now understand <laughs> why when you go to Wikipedia and people are writing like real world entries about fictional people from TV shows. Um, yep. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so Constantinople, because of its um, position uh, geographically, became. Uh, a much more prosperous um, bustling economic hub which is why it um, became uh, much more of a power player and wanted to be more independent from Rome um, and so yes exactly um, Terra is a better candidate as a political centre it just so happens that um, it wasn't first political centre we're, we're sentimental yes um, uh, you know, uh, if you look at um, in a, a, around the verse when they do the new segments, it's SET, 
it's standard Earth time. So everything is centered around that. Um, and that's why there's uh, this dissension between certain Terrans and certain uh, people from Earth, certain citizens, around really where the capital of, of our society is. Yep, and Dubor and I like to have that little with each other because he is pro-Terran and I'm pro-Earth. Yes, let's fist again like we did last summer. Dublar, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Thackery. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. And Grackies, where can we find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash Grackies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, as well as on YouTube, Twitter, and so on and so forth. If you like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And... Give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that that could be a lot. So I, I didn't I didn't mention if there's any questions come up then then cool we'll answer them. But I didn't uh, mention my best moment with Left for Dead. Um, I was going to mention it at what we've been playing, but um, we were talking about Battlefront. I was it was Left 4 Dead 2, and I never touched the controller. Um, I was at PAX Prime, and they it was before Left 4 Dead 2 came out. They had the booths where you could play it and everything. It was like mm -hmm. an open, and you could watch people doing it. And it was at the fun fair level, the the circuit. Oh, is it circus? How do you describe? It? Yeah, and. Yep. Um, there was this guy, it was me and my mate, and we were just like on one side of the little roped thing. And this guy was there going, you're just, just playing the game. And he got like a katana. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I, I know exactly. I, I can picture the level in my head right yeah. now. I know the whole run. And there was a witch. Oh, God. Did he single shot her or let no? Me, let me tell you what happened. He's like... He's got the katana, and I lean in, and I gently speak in a very kind of, not manipulative, but in a, you know, something about yourself, something about what you've got there. That is a katana. That is an incredible weapon. It cuts through almost anything. It is the weapon <laughs> of a master. You could, you could take on anything. You could even take on that witch. You know you could. You know you can. Why are you hesitating? And um, and he's like, and then he ran and attacked the witch with it and got basically uh, two hit killed. Yeah. And, and he was pissing himself laughing. And I was going, <laughs> it, what it has, and you know, it, it was the, it was just the best moment, and I never touched the control. Do re mi fa sol la ti do.